Blog Talk Radio. Cattle Radio. Just to give you guys a recap over the last two shows, kind of been getting my feet wet, um, expanding my horizons, if you will. And just to let you know what we covered last, um, the Sunday show, I covered uh, MF Global, which for those of you that don't know, it's a story about a man that hijacks $1.2 billion worth of private bank accounts and doesn't get in trouble is the short and sweet of it. You have a, a gentleman by the name of John Corzine, who's the former governor of New Jersey, replaced by Chris Christie. And he worked for a company called MF Global, long story short. He raided a bunch of uh, segregated accounts, which are basically private accounts for you know any account holder that was logged into this to this um, this organization, and what they were was a, a commodities trading company. They traded gold and silver futures, particularly the gold stuff. And well, one day, all the um, or the majority of the people that had money in their accounts found that uh, they didn't have any anymore, and the company was bankrupt, and they don't know where the money went. So that's the short and sweet of it. If you want the uh, the full blown discussion about it. You can um, hit the archives and go to my Sunday show and uh, did about a five-minute segment on that. But um, just to let you know what you can expect from this evening's show, I'm going to get into um, what's what we like to refer to as the real power structure, not the fake corporatocracy, not the fake right-left paradigm that you see on the news, we're going to get into the real deal. The real kahunas, who's at the who's at the top of the pyramid, if you will, and and how they've managed to maneuver not only this country but many others before into scenarios that are no-win situations to further their agenda. So, we'll get a little bit into that. And the first piece I want to start out with is um, called the Hegelian dialectic. For those of you that are familiar with it, it's going to seem like a it's going to seem like a bad dream, I guess. It's um, problem, reaction, solution is the essence of it. And I got a clip here that uh, that really pretty much encapsulates everything and and brings you up to speed if you're not familiar with um, the Hegelian dialectic. And and what its goal is, and and how it accomplishes its goals. So this will give you a, a quick crash course in the Hegelian dialectic. The global banking cartel has used one tried and true process to create wars, rob us of our currency, and eat away at our substance. This process of control over the masses is called the Hegelian dialectic. So what is it? And how is it being used today? 
German philosopher George Wilhelm Friedrich Hegel devised a dialectic or method to resolve a disagreement between outcomes. The dialectic is made up of three attributes. Thesis, an idea or opinion. Antithesis, the opposite idea or opinion. And synthesis, the alchemic process to bring together a wanted change. It is commonly referred to as order out of chaos and is waged against the masses in many forms. Saul Alinsky, self-avowed Marxist, proponent of the Hegelian dialectic, published this in Rules for Radicals. Any revolutionary change must be preceded by a passive, affirmative, non-challenging attitude toward change among the mass of our people. They must feel so frustrated, so defeated, so lost, so futureless in the prevailing system that they are willing to let go of the past and chance the future. George Bush became the hero of 9-11 simply due to the fact that he was the president and then rammed through legislation that threatened our liberties as we all complacently stood by and allowed it to happen. A manufactured crisis occurs, thesis. George Bush answers it by rallying public opinion and becoming the host of the tragedy, antithesis, thus owning the crisis through synthesis. Equilibrium is attained. All of the once separate parts of the plan are joined together. In this example, the Patriot Act acting as the equilibrium on the desired road to tyrannical fascism in America. So that pretty much sums it up. Um, problem, reaction, solution, order out of chaos. These are the tools that the people that are in charge understand how to use and more importantly know when to use them. So society will usually be at its roughest point where they will come in and manufacture the crises, execute the crises, and then pose as the saviors of the crises in order to gain more power. So kind of digressing a little bit for those of you that are not aware of how my show really works, I typically will post all the articles that I want to cover on my webpage, if you guys are listening, great. If you guys are listening via the webpage, great. Uh, the URL is www.wearenotcattle.net. And you can see it right on the very first page. It'll be the Wednesdays, Wednesdays show documents. And click on that. And it'll take you to the topic of the show with um, hyperlinks to that audio I just played, as well as uh, the news that I'm going to cover a little bit later on in the uh, in the broadcast. So getting back to the power structure, what is the real power structure here? Is the real power structure that we see in front of us the is the president the is the, is he the ultimate decision maker of the United States? Is he the is he the chief of the United States or is he really the penultimate man in charge? And for those of you who are not familiar with penultimate, it means second to the last. So is he the second to the man last? man in line for the uh the power here. So underneath my um underneath my post you'll see a link to the real power structure and um I'm not 100% bought into the fact that the new world order is only made up of a segmented few 
Um, for those of you that are not familiar with the term New World Order, um, this is a term that's actually been going on for the past, oh gosh, 50, 60 years. And it's been used by presidents, it's been used by diplomats, a uh, good resource for you if you just want to um, to take a peek at what I'm saying. Um, on my website under the documentary section, you can click on the documentary. It's called The Invisible Empire. It's it's basically a, a clipping and little fragments of all these global leaders and their talks of a new world order and and how they're going to attain it. And it's pretty interesting once you you really boil down to to what these people want and how these people got into the positions that they're in and how they control mass movement. It's it's really astonishing if you look at it from the outside looking in. But um for those of you that are unaware, it is a it's a corporate fascism, if you will, is what I would consider the New World Order. It is a group of highly rich, highly motivated individuals that are obsessed with power. And typically that's something that you and I can't understand. I can't understand somebody that's obsessed with power. I can't understand you know, somebody that's obsessed with money. But I know there are people out there like that. Just like I know that there are people out there obsessed with crack. I, I will... I'll never smoke crack. I'll never want to know what it's like to be addicted to crack and wake up in the morning and say, "Man, I gotta have some crack. I just gotta have it." It's just it's never gonna happen. So we get into this position where where you're so caught up in your own life and you're so caught up in your own day to day activities that you don't think about everybody's got their own little quirks. Everybody's got their own little pet peeves. Everybody's got their own vices. Well, for some of these people. Their vice is power. Once again, it's very hard to dis- to distinguish that if you if you don't have that lust yourself. So imagine, you know, most most drug users, what they want is they want more of the drug. You get to a certain extent with a drug, the drug's probably going to end up wiping you out. It's either going to dominate your life, or you're going to OD and kill yourself. Well, guess what? With power and money, you can never have enough of it. There will never be enough for these people. Which kind of leads me into my next segue. Of the real power structure, if you're if you're looking at the at the chart of the New World Order, it has the Rothschilds, the Astor family, the Rockefellers, Disney, all those guys. And then it has the financial arms, the research institutes, the secret societies, skull and bones, those types of people, the Freemasons. And then at the very bottom, this is where I think the the real importance lies, is where it talks about the multinational corporations and their role in the New World Order. You know, multinational corporations are a great thing, except for one thing. They're great in the fact that they provide jobs and they provide you know a, a means for people to to make money and to strive in society and to want to get better now the only downfall is they're treated like a person they actually have the same rights as a human being but they don't have any of the moral responsibility of humans so they don't have any moral responsibility like you and I do 
their only responsibility is to make profits and more of them, and that's all they have to do. So if you were at the top of a power structure where you only craved power and you only craved money, then then hey, this is a, this is a dream come true. I mean, this this entity's sole purpose is to make profits, which I get. That's awesome. So, once again, digressing a little bit. When you look at the way that everything is structured today, think about who benefits. And I, for those of you new to my show or for those of you who don't really know who I am, this might come as a big shock, but this show is going to make you think. That's what I want people to do. I want people to think. This isn't infotainment. This isn't entertainment tonight. I mean, it's it's not Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> I'm not going to give you the magic answer at the end of the day. But I do want to get you to think. And I do want to get you to be aware of your surroundings and what's really going on. And that's why I developed this for my friends, for anybody who will listen to the information that's really out there. And my challenge to you, if if you think that I'm if you think that I'm nuts, or you think I'm a little bit kooky, try to prove me wrong. I mean, really, do go out there and just say, "This kid's got to be wrong about this. It can't be. It can't be right." And that's the main reason I create the show post every time. Every time I run a show, I'm going to have the articles. I'm going to have them hyperlinked, so you can not only see what I'm talking about, you can go read it for yourself. And these aren't going to be from Joe Schmo's blog at Hotmail.com or anything like that. These are bona fide news sources. I mean, I'm going to reference documents like from the Wall Street Journal, from Time Magazine. I mean, I got an article from the Washington Post on here. But, you know, go seek the information for yourself. Reality that we live in is much more exciting than than anything you could ever see on on Jersey Shore or anything like that. And by the way, in case you guys don't know, all those things are staged. They're all for ratings. And if you really believe in them, you're you're being played for a chump. I mean, I'm the reason I got so passionate about this information, and I've been passionate about it for about a year and a half, is is because. I got so frustrated. I felt like I was lied to my whole life. I felt like my whole life was just a big farce. So I really wanted to find out what was going on. Like, what what's really going on? I was obsessed with sports. That's all I could ever think about. You know, sports, who's playing the game on Sunday, all that kind of stuff. But once you get in-depth in this information, once you start realizing what's going on around you, and once you start realizing that we are making history right now, and we're at a turning point of not only American history but world history, you've got banks and countries going bankrupt. That's never heard of unless it was like Argentina, which we kind of did that, you know, giving them loans that we know they can never pay back and then you know, imploding them. And, and then they just said, you know what, forget it. You guys are out of here. And they kicked the big bankers out. So, you know, kind of digressing a little bit, I, w- I do want to cover some news for you guys, but the power structure is something I would really look into. And like I said, you know, if, if you think that I'm lying to you, if you think that I'm just jerking your chain, if you think that this is some conspiracy theory, these are conspiracy facts, people. There's no conspiracy about it. 
Just because you don't see it on News at 11 or just because you don't see it on CNN or Fox News doesn't make it true. Why don't you find out who owns those organizations? I guarantee you it's probably part of that big pyramid that you see. And there's no coincidence. There is no coincidence that Judge Napolitano, and I know that he says that he didn't get let go for this reason. He says that his show got canceled, but he started hitting a little too close to home. Now, whether that was a factor in it or not, if you start coming out and talking about liberty and freedom, and then you start saying to a mass audience that, hey, maybe these are both two flavors of, or two different flavors of ice cream, but you're, either way you're going to get ice cream. I mean, you look at Mitt Romney and you look at Barack Obama. I mean, that's chocolate and vanilla right there, but you're still getting ice cream at the end of the day. You don't get a choice there. It's ice cream no matter how you slice it. What kind of package do you want it in? We're going to give it to you this way. And so he hit a little too close to home with his last four-minute segment, and they just said, you know what? We're going to go in a different direction. And for those of you that have been involved in corporate America, whenever they say they want to go in a different direction, it usually means you're fired or you didn't do something right. So so now I'm just going to dive into the news a little bit. Uh, the first article I wanted to get into was – was kind of talking about the power – I mean this piggybacks right on top of the power structure. Um, the news articles – this is from the um, – I believe it's from – it says the Foundry, but it's it's actually from uh, the Huffington Post or – who was the – I think this was um, – oh, this wasn't the Huffington Post at all. This was um, – uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm going to start reading the article just so you guys can get a kind of an idea. Really great oh, – Heritage Foundation, I'm sorry. Really great article basically talks about how just a few years ago, you know, back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, there was you know, less than 20 percent were really on – really dependent on government. Now we're, we're at 21 percent. For certain things, and then there's you know sixty seven million dollars not including government employees that are going out to people that are either on you know student loans uh social security medicare medicaid those types of things so the establishment has has maneuvered this big government machine into a great position for the establishment, which is i mean if you can get people dependent, you can pretty much do whatever you want and you can make them do whatever you want. I mean, one in five Americans, it says one in five Americans today receive some sort of assistance from the federal government. And you can see the charts and everything. It breaks it down. And just look at the bell curve. It's it's not even a bell curve. It's just straight up. It's just so disgusting, really. And the next article I wanted to get into a little bit was um, the Ron Paul march that happened the other day. And for those of you that don't know, Ron Paul gets more military donations than any of the other candidates combined, including Barack Obama. The uh, the veterans are in complete support of Ron Paul because he takes a completely opposite view from what's been our view in the past 10, 15, 20 years even, and that's preemptive wars and putting people in harm's way for n there's no real military objective. It's like when we went over to Libya, everybody was asking, well, what's our military objective? And and the president really never gave us a military objective. It's oh, We're just over there to uh, support the UN. Okay, well, what are we supposed to do? 
support the UN. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to be there days, not weeks, but we were there months. So, you know, it's it's all warranted. But, you know, getting back to the article, he had over 1,500 supporters showed up to march on Washington for Congressman Paul. And it says, um, among them over 400 active duty or retired members participating in the rally. And none of them were limited in their support for only one – there was only one veteran in the race for the presidency. It's, that's a fact. There's only one guy that's actually served this country in any military capacity at all, and that's Ron Paul. And the only reason you won't hear about this on the establishment media is because he would go in and shatter the paradigm of what we've come become accustomed to in the United States. And you know the people that have all the money are not going to let him get in power because if he gets in power, then what they'll think is he's going to slaughter the golden goose. I mean, they've gotten into these positions of power. They've these corporations have made this kind of money because of the laws that have been in place, and they've been able to just run roughshod. You know, Wachovia, and I didn't link to this, but. I love talking about this because everybody hears this, and you're like, you can't be serious. Wachovia and Wells Fargo got caught laundering $370 million worth of drug money. Got caught straight up. They were leasing out the planes, the whole nine. You got caught. And the government waxed them with like a $3 million fine. I mean, just you know, search engine it. Wachovia, Wells Fargo, launders $370 million. You'll get you know, all kinds of support. It's like USA Today, you name it. But they don't get in trouble. So, you know, the corporatocracy is in full swing. And that really leads me into the next article that uh, Mike Adams wrote, the editor of Natural News, where it's talking about pasteurized milk is 150 times more contaminated with blood, pus, and feces than fresh milk. And the reason that it is is because they boil this stuff. They will boil this stuff 15 times over in order to get all the the blood and the pus and all that stuff out. I know this sounds really gross, but it's just facts. It's like I I don't think it's 15 times. I was going to exaggerate. It's like four or five times. But, you know, Mike Adams says, you know, the vaccine pushing Disease-mongering agency known as the CDC has put out a stunning piece of propaganda against fresh milk, claiming that it's 150 times more dangerous than pasteurized milk. This is part of an anti-government establishment of free food that criminalizes fundamental farming practices upon which this very nation was founded. And he goes on to say, yes, George Washington and the Founding Fathers drank raw milk, grew hemp, and even smoked a little weed as medicine. So, you know, we... Our society was founded upon being self-sustained and not having government dependency and not being dependent on big government and letting these people run your life. Well, we've become decadent over the last 15, 20 years and as society goes. We have actually become so laissez-faire about what the government does that we just, we just kind of let them do whatever they want. And as long as I've got Tim Tebow on Thursday night – or as long as I've got, you know, oh gosh, what's a good example? Um, desperate housewives to look forward to on Monday. Life is good. All I got to do is get up tomorrow, go to work, come back, watch Desperate Housewives, maybe some entertainment tonight, and go to bed. That's my day. And that's just 
that's where we've gotten to, and I think we have to realize that, and we all have to kind of pull our heads out of the sand and go, wait a minute, something's wrong here. What is going on? And I think that you know most of the people that I talk to are starting to get get the feeling that hey, we need to start really paying attention to what's going on. So, you know, the last article I did want to get into because this is this is where the real problem is, guys. And for those of you that listen, the GMOs linked to uh, sterility and infertility. For those of you that don't know, genetically modified organisms are in your grocery stores. You uh, you probably eat them every day, but I mean, just pull up GMOs linked to infertility and sterility, and you'll get hundreds and hundreds of mainstream articles, research studies, where these where these people have gone in and done the legwork and said, "Wait a minute, this stuff, this stuff makes guinea pigs sterile in about three generations," and and everybody just thinks that that's okay. I mean, if it's sterilizing the guinea pigs, what's it going to do to you? I mean, you're talking about you're talking about some crazy stuff here where you're actually sterilizing a population deliberately and you think that that's fine and then the people that push the GMOs are like Monsanto and and Monsanto has gotten in trouble in the past. I mean, Monsanto had the the humongous scandal over in Anniston, Alabama. Oh my god, go look that up. Cancer rates went off the charts in Anniston, Alabama because Monsanto dumped some kind of raw sewage into their water supply and almost everybody in the entire town got cancer. Almost everybody. It was like the biggest settlement in in the history of settlements to one specific group. And I can't even remember what the number was, but it was astronomical. And you know that's all Monsanto gets is like a little slap on the wrist, and you got to pay a couple, you know, a couple million dollars in fine. You just killed a bunch of people, and they knew that they were doing it. They made a conscious effort to do it, and that's what's kind of crazy is that you see all this stuff getting out of control, and nobody's getting in trouble. Just like the Corzine stuff, the guy takes 1.2 billion dollars worth of money, not millions, guys. Not millions with M. We're talking about billions with a B. Three more zeros. And he gets up in front of Congress and says, I got no idea where the money went. I don't know. It's gone, man. I don't know. I ain't got it. And then the head of the CME group, the Commodities Mercantile Exchange guy, gets up there, the guy that's the head of the group, and says, he's lying to you. He's got to know where the money went. <laughs> and And they're just like, well, it's it's on Obama now to to persecute him. So, but that's the kind of stuff that we need to talk about, guys. Let me open the phones up for the last two minutes. If anybody's out there want to call in, weigh in on anything that I've talked about, the number is six zero two five seven five three nineteen sixteen. Sorry, that was bad delivery. It was six zero two seven five three nineteen sixteen. If anybody wants to call in and rant and rave with me or if you just want to ask me a couple questions about my thoughts on on where we're headed or where the bankers are going to take the euro next i like how a couple of days ago i saw a headline that that greece gets a like a hundred and something billion dollar bailout and now they're talking about they're going to collapse again i mean guys it's getting really nasty over there i don't know if who's paying attention to what but 
You know, there was an article the other day that said that you know the, the Greek people were leaving their kids out on the street because they didn't have any money to take care of them. Leaving kids out on the street because they can't afford to take care of them. They're trying to worry about themselves and and how they're going to survive, and they just say, you know what? Maybe government will do it. I can't do it. So we really got to start talking about this kind of stuff, guys. We really got to start to to unplug a little bit. From the Matrix, believe me, I know it's fun to live in the Matrix. I love Xbox as the next person. But you got to kind of unplug and roll it back and dial it back a little bit and say, well, we're in a position right now where we got to start paying attention. You got to start paying attention to the laws that are going out. You know, the NDAA, that'll probably be my topic for next week. For those of you that don't know, and if you don't know, you've been living under a rock. Basically, the government can come. Without judge, jury, trial, nothing. Scoop you up and actually ship you somewhere. Just straight up ship you off. So, I don't know. I mean, we're we're in a world of trouble, guys. But you know, there's some good signs ahead. Ron Paul's gaining traction. They're talking about maybe they're going to relook at Maine, where he got the election completely stolen from him. But, you know, all I got to say is get informed, get a friend, and get involved, everybody. Thanks for listening. Tune into my site, www.wearenotcattle.net, to uh, find out when the next broadcast is going to come up.